Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Oh, I forgot to put stevia in. Hmm. How did I forget that? This will never do. Please stand by. Much better. Today is Monday, October 25th, closing in on Halloween and All Saints Day. I um been thinking a lot about taking time off from things. The idea of fasting, of refilling the well, unplugging, and how these are all facets of each other. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about conversation I had with my friend this weekend. Uh, she has started doing intermittent fasting. So I know a lot of people feel like intermittent fasting is simply a different word for, you know, dieting and diet culture. And so if that sort of thing is, um, upsetting for you or triggering, yeah, skip. Uh, you may be excused. Laura Darnell thinks it's very funny that I said you may be excused, but yes, um, this material will not be on the final and, um, it's an optional class today. So if you'd rather, you could just go to study hall, listen to another podcast, but I've done a lot of different fasting in my life, um, for health reasons, always for health reasons. Um, so I was surprised the first time I saw someone say, you know, here's your daily notice. One of those internet speak things. I'm, I'm so tired of internet speak things. Have you guys, I know I'm sensitive to that stuff, but you know, it's like, um, I don't know who needs to hear this. Um, let that sink in. Um, here's your daily notice that, um, I realize that we sort of pick up on this lingo from each other, but it's also, you know, like sort of hooky language. Um, I don't care for it anyway. Uh, but I, the first time I saw somebody say, here is your notice that, uh, intermittent fasting is just another way that diet culture gets us to be upset about our bodies or something like that. And I was like, huh, cause I've always done fasting as, as a health thing. Um, and I've done some, some major fasting in the past and it was always really good. Very cleansing. And I think I've mentioned from some time, from time to time on here that I, um, occasionally will for a while, I was really in the habit of doing a 24 hour fast once a week. And I might try to get back into that because it really helps with, as you, if you start to develop insulin resistance in particular, which is in my genetic bloodline. Um, and my friend that I was talking to said that she was developing, that she was pre-diabetic. And so she had started doing an 18, six fast or 16, eight, however, where you fast for 16 hours and eat during eight, um, which is one of the easiest ways people to do it. If you are someone who's naturally inclined to skip breakfast, then if you just eat at lunch and then eat dinner, then you're pretty much doing it. Right. Um, and I recall that especially as, um, a younger woman in college and in grad school that I tended to, 
to skip meals very often and the the health people get after you for it and they're like oh it's not good to skip meals you shouldn't skip meals and that's how you gain weight and all this sort of thing and but I actually did better when I skipped meals I think and it was only after I got together with my now husband low these 30 years almost 31 now that I really began eating very regular meals and I began to gain weight at that point um, even though that's not supposed to be the important part it was a it was a marked difference and I think some of us our bodies just do better um, occasionally skipping meals and sort of clearing out the system. So I'm trying to get back to that a little bit I don't know if I'll try an absolute intermittent fast I really like to have my latte in the morning um, but I was reading up on just different kinds of intermittent fasting and one of them is is if you like skip a meal if you're not hungry just don't don't make yourself eat if you're not hungry and I think I'm going to do that because I I often am that way anyway um, where I'll just be like I'll only eat because everybody else is like hey let's have lunch and it's like yeah so but I was thinking about that and thinking um, about being unplugged because I know I've talked quite a bit about trying to do Sundays as an unplugged day where I don't turn on the computer at all. However I still have my smart smartphone which I can't really um, not use because well my mother would be very unhappy with me um, among other things but I was also finding that like maybe I don't need to do in the same way I mean it was funny how this parallel was following that maybe I don't need to do a full 24 hours of being unplugged because since I don't look at email or social media or other things until or you know like spam on this thing I don't look on that till like later in the day on Monday it ends up being like sometimes an almost 48 hour accumulation of stuff. So yesterday I stayed off of the computer until I don't know, like three in the afternoon and then I got on and checked email and checked in on some social media and did a few things and that seemed to work really well. Um, so you know the unplugged instead of unplugging maybe it's like intermittent fasting uh, just to reset the brain. Um, it's my new technique. So I did have a very relaxing weekend Sunday morning yesterday morning I spent a really long time um, <laughs> reading uh, like most of the morning I sat in my armchair it was kind of a blustery morning and I read until almost 11 and I was awake by 7. I slept in till 7 and then today I slept in until 7 15 which is why it's so much brighter here I'm like didn't start this until 9 uh, but boy that felt like good restorative sleep and I think some of that comes from that brain unplugging just sort of letting yourself ratchet down. <clears throat> so I was reading am reading um, Beck McMaster's a promise of darkness I think um, dark court rising the reason I say I think is because I tend to forget titles okay I'm going to check this and see because I know I messaged my friend what are we oh promise of darkness dark court rising number one I got it um, boy do I like this book you guys um, this is one that is 
it, scratching me in all the right places. Um, the first book in a really long time that's uh, been just exactly my catnip. Um, the premise is awesome. I am totally jealous that I didn't think of this idea. I wish I'd written this book. Now I want to write a version of this premise. So sorry, Beck, I'm going to have to like steal the trope in some way. I promise not to rip off your plot. I wouldn't do that, but uh, I don't know if Beck and I have ever interacted directly, but love this book. Um, yeah, the whole, the whole scenario is um, awesome. It is, and I hate doing this. I hate doing this, but it is reminiscent of a court of thorns and roses in all the things that I really liked the most without any of the things that I didn't like. Um, I feel like her, uh, her world building makes a lot more sense. Um, it's not as angsty and over the top as, um, as Moss's series, but, and I'm, and I'm using Alcatar as a uh, shorthand for like that trilogy. Um, I just, really love the way these characters behave. I feel like they're really solid characterizations and, um, and it's, it's just perfectly yummy. And I feel like I can't tell you much more about it. It's, it's an enemies to lovers and it's, um, it's awesome. I saw it because, um, SFF Romcast, uh, had, which I'll link to that's, it's a new podcast and they've been featuring books this month. They featured the orchid throne, which was really sweet of them. And they mentioned this book and I was like, huh, this sounds like my catnip and reader. It is. So, um, so that was great. It's been a long time since I've just, um, spent like an entire Sunday morning in my robe, hanging out in my armchair, reading something that was utterly delicious. It was awesome. Uh, and then I turned over my closet. This is a BFD. You guys, um, this is a habit that I've had all my life taught to me by aforementioned mother. Uh, it was funny to me to discover that not everybody does this, but, um, every spring and every fall I turn over my wardrobe. I, so yesterday, for example, what I did was I took all of the summer things and I put them away in this big plastic bin that I have that I store in the closet and I got out all of the fall and winter things. And yes, it's a little late. Um, I don't know who's going by overhead here. Uh, you know, but we've had a very warm fall here in Santa Fe and also I've been procrastinating. And one of the reasons I've been procrastinating is because I have not done this for, I want to say two years, but it's a year and a half. Um, because I do the reverse in the spring, put away all the winter things, get out the spring and summer clothes. Sometimes I do it in stages, especially in spring, because if we go somewhere warmer in springtime, I'll go get out a few things and start gradually bringing stuff in and you know, then all the whites come out after Memorial day. But, um, and my mom still, even though she's in Tucson, she does a version of this where she puts her whites away in the fall and then gets them out again for Memorial after Memorial day. 
it's a good ritual. You know, there are some people who get annoyed being like, I don't see why you can't wear white in the wintertime. It's like, you can, you can wear winter white. That's all. <laughs> no, do what you like. But, um, I like the ritual of it and it's very interesting to me. And I was thinking about this a lot doing this yesterday because in fall of 2020, a year ago, I did not do this. Um, because it was pandemic year. I had done the spring rollout. Um, but that was back when I don't remember when I did it, but it was when I still thought, I don't know. I thought that life was going to go back to normal. I thought that we were going to be done with lockdown and, um, you know, that, you know, travel would resume and all of that sort of thing. And by fall of 2020, um, I mean, I think fall of 2020 was, was kind of sad. Don't you guys think? I mean, it was, um, COVID was surging, no vaccine in sight yet. We were all worried to death about the election. Um, and you know, I ended up not going anywhere for Thanksgiving. We stayed here and, um, I cooked Thanksgiving dinner for the two of us and it was all right, but it was kind of sad. Well, I never got out my winter clothes last year. And it's interesting to me that I just like, I never had the impetus, I think partly because I wasn't going anywhere. And, and part of what drove it this time was, is going out places. Like I couldn't wear my blatantly summery things because I am that much of a slave to fashion. Um, but all of this stuff was like locked away, right? It's back in this bin and stuff that, I, and there were a couple things I'd missed, but one of the great things about this process is getting out these clothes and seeing things that you forgot you had. I had all this stuff. I totally forgot I had. Um, and it was kind of awesome. That's, that's the plus side. I also went through everything hanging on my rack and I really did it. When I do this, I do a big purge too. You know, the, the advice givers say that you should, um, anything you haven't worn in a year, you haven't, you should get rid of, um, which does not include like formal wear and party dresses. But even then I, I bend the rule quite a bit, but there are some things that, especially with that, it feels like, you know, like a two year window in winter clothes. There were a lot of things that I would just like, Oh, this feels really out of style now. And this just feels like nothing I will wear again. And even though I remembered it fondly, I was like, let it go. Let it go. It's these, <coughs> um, it was the sad thing was, was going through all my party dresses and formal gowns. And some of those I'd totally forgotten that I had. I was like, wow, I don't even remember where I got this dress. Um, and I haven't worn in so long. I think we need to have like a big formal dress function so that we can all dress up and wear our party clothes. When we went for Christmas last year to Tucson, we didn't go out anywhere because COVID and we ended up just staying in the whole time. So even then I didn't, you know, like I was, I was able to get by with that sort of inner seasonal stuff. So it was funny to do this, to do the full changeover. Um, find all of this stuff that I didn't remember <laughs> um, and put all the summer things away. And I think that that's, I feel like these rituals are important 
um, the observance of the seasons, the observance of holidays and the passage of time. And that was one of the weird ripple effects of the pandemic was that we felt, um, you know, like time was suspended. All of those things just kind of got um, blurred, you know, like the whole year feels like a blur. So it's maybe a cautionary tale that, you know, like heaven forfend that we should have to go through this again. But if we do keeping up those rituals, um, anyway, I think may be important. So, so there we are. Um, and now my closet looks really clean and orderly, which makes me happy. The other news, exciting news is I'm going to be putting dark wizard, bright familiar and gray magic all into audiobook. Woo-hoo! I started the process yesterday on dark wizard. I'm going to start shopping for narrators and um, I'm doing it through find away voices. The main reason I chose find away voices for this basically you can go through find away voices or ACX unless you're contracting directly with the narrator like um, Grace Draven contracts directly with her audiobook narrators because she has ones that she you know picks out and likes to use the same way she does cover artists she's very persnickety that way aren't you Grace you know she's listening um but I didn't know who I wanted for this and ACX you have to like go through all of their narrators and listen and do it that way whereas find a way you fill out a form which was actually and you guys know I hate forms right this was not a bad form it was really easy to fill out you could select from choices and uh, find a way said that in seven days they will send me a curated list of potential narrators and I can listen to them and see if any of them work for my books and there was a place to note um, was this book part of a series and did I need a narrator for the entire series and I said yes so I'd like to get the same narrator for all three books and um, and if I don't like the ones that find a way sends me I can do another batch so I'm excited you guys and uh, this effort is brought to you by my darling mother uh, who is fronting the money for me to do this because it's just such a freaking heavy investment up front. Um, I figure it's going to cost in the neighborhood of $10,000 to all to do all three books but I anticipate earning that money back and then I can pay her back for it and so she is um, basically one of my she's my angel investor my mother the angel. Um, So everybody can say a thank you to her today and on that note I'm going to go get to work. Um, Oh well I guess I should say um, I did hear back from agent Sarah on the secret project and the news is good. She um, she said the pages were magic. She wants to go out on sub later this week. So so that's a better outcome than last time and uh, we just need to discuss a couple of the she made some inline edits I need to go through those and then she was asking for something else that I don't really understand what she wants so we may have to discuss but um, the novella is also coming along well I'm at like 8,000 words on that and I've finally got my feel for that story uh, got a lot done on Friday I'm probably going to end up 
cutting some of the beginning and rearranging, but that's what happens when you're writing your way into the story like that. So, um, yeah, feels like things are going really well here, getting in the flow. So, um, on that note, I will remind you all that first cup of coffee is part of the frolic media podcast network, and you will find more podcasts that you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.